You have Kevin Owens defend the NXT title in an open challenge on SmackDown, and you have it be against Zack Ryder? Zack Ryder? Are you kidding me? The only way that works is if you're in Long Island. And even then, the rest of the world is pissed off at you for putting Zack Ryder in an open challenge. And you did it twice! I think Stephanie McMahon and Triple H should have an open challenge for Zack Ryder that if he can't win a title by Battleground, they're going to fire him. And then, fire him! This is the Yes Talk. WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's going to be called down the middle, 50-50. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. I heard you laugh. I heard you get off on it, brother. In their business life and in their private life. Hello and welcome back to the Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Kaufman. Uh, I want to thank you guys. Thank you guys at home for listening, uh, keeping the numbers strong. The Yes Nation is as strong as ever. The Kaufman guys and the Kaufman girls are listening, and I sure do appreciate it. Uh, we got a lot to talk about this week. We have a lot to talk about. Um, bef- right before, I just want to take one second. Uh, for those of you who are listening, hey, hit check out uh, the Yes Talks. Uh, we just I just did an Elimination Chamber post-show special. We'll talk about it tonight. It's just one of the things, but uh, I'm only going to dabble in it. You can check out the whole breakdown uh, of my Elimination Chamber post-show special. Uh, I'm coming to you live today. Tonight, as always, in Studio H of the Cumulus Radio Building right here in Kansas City. However, the Elimination Chamber post-show, I recorded it at home. It's very clear. It's v- It sounds fine. But here's the thing. I did it at home, and I have a one-year-old who wasn't too far, so I wasn't as animated and loud. So I was a little toned down. It's uh, just my voice. My words are, st- but it wasn't. But it's good. Check it out. It's the Elimination Chamber uh, post-show special. Uh, Check out the Yes Talk on iTunes. uh, Five stars. Rate and review. Hey, subscribe. Please subscribe on iTunes. Uh, Also, uh, right here on Trending Topics Network uh, is where you're listening to me. So, all right, we're going to get to it. we got a lot to talk about tonight. So much going on in the wrestling world. I don't even know where to start. I'm going to start where my notes tell me to start. But I don't even know where to start. Oh, God, we're going to talk about Brock Lesnar and Stone Cold. We're going to talk about Paul Heyman a little bit. We're going to talk about ROH and TNA coming out on the same night on the same network. Uh, we're going to talk. We got the Raw Recappuccino, as always. We got a gimmick change of the week. And, of course, we're going to take a look at Money in the Bank a little bit. Uh, we have a few matches. Um, so... Yeah. All right. So, all right. Let who saw? Uh, of course, who saw the? All right. Paul Heyman on Paul Heyman on Stone Cold podcast. Man, uh, it was good. It was fun. But I just want to skip it. I want to skip to the end. Like, oh my God, Austin was pissed. He was pissed. The only way to describe it is like that. His he was shaking. His head was turning red. His face was trembling. It was like that scene in Scanners where the dude's head explodes. It, it was like it's like it's like this. It's it's like this. His head 
exploded. Steve Austin's head just exploded, everybody. His head, it's gonna, here, this is Steve Austin at the end of the podcast, right before his head, his head just exploded on the WWE Network. Steve Austin's head popped off. Oh my God, was he pissed. He was so pissed. Oh, um, I think what it was, this is just me speculating, being a host, killing an hour, right? So I think, but what I think it was, Austin is a, he has a lot of pride, all right? Austin was forced out of his career early with a broken neck, okay? Um, so I think having Heyman call him out, challenge him to Brock Lesnar, even all people. I mean, the last person Austin uh, was speculated to potentially get in the ring with was CM Punk. Lesnar is a lot bigger and a lot more harsh on a broken neck. Okay, so having uh, Heyman challenge him almost, ask him if he would. I mean, it was really almost setting it up. Um, but having him challenge him on the network live, you know, and he it just put him in this weird, like he he was called out. He felt called out, and that's why he automatically made it a, a fight. He's like, oh, that's a Texas street fight is what it would, a death match, whatever. It's, it's a, and because... He knows he can't wrestle anymore. He knows he has a he, he can't hurt that. I mean, but man, that neck is so huge. How do you hurt that neck? How do you hurt that neck? I mean, there's a lot of animosity between these two. I mean, they had unfinished business from years ago. The last time I believe they were in the ring together, Stone Cold was the referee for Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg, which was a horrible match. The street fight can I mean, Stone Cold's a big guy. Can Stone Cold take Brock Lesnar? Can today's Stone Cold take today's Brock Lesnar in a fight? I mean, they can make it a good fight. They can make it a good fight. But this is the question it brings me up because, uh, you know, it's been announced Brock Lesnar will be returning to Raw, I believe, June 22nd. Uh, he's, he's booked for Battleground. I, he's going to be at SummerSlam, you have to imagine. I didn't think he'd come back till SummerSlam, but I believe ratings are down. The ratings are down, so they called out for the big guy. They need to bring him back early, get those ratings up. I don't, I mean, if the ratings are down, I blame Damian Sandow. That's that's who I blame. The Miz has been off the air, so maybe the ratings will go back up now. Just kidding. Calm down, people. Calm down. Uh, Brock, man, but yeah, Brock Lesnar versus uh, Stone Cold, WrestleMania 32. Uh, I was more interested in seeing Stone Cold versus Paul Heyman right there. I thought it might happen, but okay, if Heyman's calling out Stone Cold to go against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 32, does that automatically um, eliminate the idea that Brock Lesnar has plans of being champion at WrestleMania 32 because Austin's not going to be in that title match. Austin's not going to be in a title match. All right? It's just not going to happen. Is Brock Lesnar? Is Brock Lesnar going to have that main event spot again? Is he going to come back and get the belt and not and keep it all the way till next WrestleMania? Maybe he'll lose it earlier. Personally, look, Lesnar is the man. Brock Lesnar is the man. All right? But he's part-time. He's over but, I mean, and again, this is what I talked about, where I really think WWE dropped the ball not having Dean Ambrose leave Elimination Chamber, not only just with a belt, with a stolen belt, all right, uh, 
but as champion. They really missed the boat not having Dean Ambrose leave Elimination Chamber Elimination Chamber as champion. Okay, for one, one, um, he would have been the first. I've said this. I've said it for two weeks in a row. Dean Ambrose would have, could have, and should have been the first guy to win a heavyweight title on a network exclusive. Because what does that do for the network? What does that do for the non-subscribers who are going to see Dean Ambrose come out the next night on Raw as the new champion? They're going to go, what did I miss? What did I miss? Nothing, because I got the network for free this month. Yeah, suckers. All right. But they're not everybody, you know, so I, that's, that would just be huge for that level, for WWE, for Dean Ambrose, for the network, for that event. That would have just been really special. Did you hear how excited the fans were? That one, two, three, the place exploded for like 20 seconds. And then it was just, oh, you're going to do this? You're really going to? All right. So that's what. But, okay, the other side. And this is back to the Brock Lesnar carrying the belt from SummerSlam of this year until WrestleMania 32. This is what I think the downside to that is. Okay, we have not had a full-time working fan favorite champion in, in way too long. It was supposed to be Daniel Bryan. It was supposed to be Daniel Bryan. I'm going to say it again. It was supposed to be Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. 30. 30. Now we're working to 32. We're past 31. Okay? So, and it wasn't before that. It wasn't Randy Orton had the belt before that. All right? They almost put it on Batista, but Randy Orton had the belt. He had a good title run, too, going up to WrestleMania 30. Randy Orton had a good title run going into WrestleMania 30. All right? So go back even past 30. Go back to when Randy Orton got that belt, and is, I don't even. Did he, he probably? So was it, did he get it from Cena? I don't. Know. So, anyways, uh, yeah. So you're looking at what two years, maybe longer? Because I know Orton had a pretty good title run there, maybe longer. But we're looking at at least two years since WWE has had a full time fan favorite heavyweight champion representing the belt every week on every show, almost every show, and every pay-per-view. Seth Rollins is doing a great job with it. I do think that. Seth Rollins is doing a great job in the position he's in. He still shines when he gets in in the ring. He still wants to be the badass. You know, even though he's the heel, he's still going to step up to Brock Lesnar and be like, I can take him. Because he's done it before. He's the wild, and they have to pull him back. He's Seth Rollins is wonderful as your heavyweight champion, but you know, and and I was going for Dean Ambrose. I was going for Dean Ambrose based off the fact that uh, at Elimination Chamber, based off the fact that that how huge that would be for the network. But as soon as I heard Lesnar was coming back, it's like okay, well, it's going to be Rollins versus Lesnar, and that's what we're going to see coming up. Okay, so. So is Lesnar going to have that match? Does does Heyman challenging Stone Cold to a match with Brock at WrestleMania 32? Does that does that automatically say that Lesnar is not going to be the champion going into WrestleMania 32? And if not, who is? Is Seth Rollins still going to be the champion? Are we going to see an entire year out of Seth Rollins?
Is Dean Ambrose going to get his hands, I mean, get to keep it? I don't know. There's so many questions. It's so exciting because the talent's so good. It's so much fun watching these guys after each other. Ah, it's great. It's really good. It's a lot of fun. Um, so I don't know. Um, a street fight with Lesnar and Austin would be it would be brutal. It would be brutal. There would be blood. Not a lot of it would take place in the ring. Some of it would, but it would be a fight. It would be a fight, and it would, not, it would be definitely not a wrestling match, but. I mean, Brock Lesnar is going to turn it into whatever he wants to turn it into. You know, if he if Brock Lesnar wants to wrestle you, he's going to wrestle you. You can come out swinging, but if he wants to hug you, bear hug you, and take you down and hold you there, that's what he's going to do. Um, but a great podcast. It was fun. I'm looking forward to seeing The Undertaker on the Stone Cold podcast moving forward. Of everybody that's come, The Undertaker. Oh, man. Mean, me, yeah, mean old Undertaker. <laughs> mean Mark, everybody. It's Mean Mark. Um, all right, so, um, yeah, you know, I did notice. Hey, guys, it's it's the guys from the from the Spanish uh, announce table there. Hey, we just did an interview. Why'd you piss off Tip? Uh, who's Tip? Tip this dick! <laughs> <laughs> See ya. You guys are silly. Spanish announce table. <laughs> That's uh, the Spanish announce table records across the hall in Studio I. Check them out on Trending Topics Network. Um, yeah, okay. So <laughs> uh, they're just mad. They are now the number two show on Trending Topics Network. Um, that's right. Last week, uh, episode 10, uh, episode 9, I guess, and 10. You know what? Two weeks in a row, I have smoked those guys. Uh, and, and listen, so they're just mad. You know, they're mad. They're like episode 100. I meant like episode 10. They're just like, so anyways, all right. All right. Back to wrestling, everybody. Back to wrestling. Uh, Chris Jericho, I, he was actually tweeting during um, the interview with Stone Cold and Heyman. He was tweeting just that life was good and he was listening to some music listening to a CD or something like that. Like, and that's kind of surprised me because, but I guess it doesn't really surprise me, but there, I guess there has to be some animosity there for him to tweet daring, knowing stone cold is interviewing Paul Heyman at that moment for, I mean, okay. One, he probably thinks, Oh man, my fans are like, well, what happened to Chris Jericho? Why isn't Chris Jer two? He's like, fuck you that. I mean, cause they brought him in. I mean, for what one interview, they brought, uh, what, Talk is Jericho in for one interview? Are they going to have, like, a, a th one Thursday a month with Jericho and then one Monday a month with Austin? That'd be okay. You'd run out of guys pretty quick, though. I, I think you would. Unless, you know, I, I think you, you I mean, you can only interview so many guys. There's only so many guys you can interview. But if you are going, you know, I mean, there's more. Two interviews a month, once a month, you know, from each show, 24 guys. I mean, eventually, you're going to be, like, Chris Jericho is going to be interviewing Zack Ryder, the guy who couldn't win the belt by Battleground. And nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that interview. So, I, I think it's just one. And I think Chris Jericho showed his opinion of of it last night. I think it was a little disrespectful, maybe to a coworker. To uh, I mean, because Chris Jericho and Austin are both, like, they have probably the two most popular pro wrestling podcasts, like, out next to the Yes Talk, of course. You know, but, uh, you know, but they're, you know, their numbers are okay, whatever. And so I just think he'd show some love. You're like, hey, man, 
Paul Heyman is, you know, great interview by Austin. But he's like, no, man, life's good. I'm listening to a CD right now. Which to me told me he was bitter. He was mad. He's like, just fuck you, whatever. I'm not watching this um, because fuck you. That's why. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to move on. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's move on to our next destination, which is Destination America, Wednesday Night Wrestling. Oh, my goodness. And it's not only it's not only Destination America, Wednesday Night Wrestling, because we still have NXT. We still have NXT. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of cool things with this. You know, okay, obviously, okay, everybody knows. All right, first, uh, rumors came out that... Destination America was going to drop TNA in September. And then they announce right after that comes out, it's announced that starting this week, this week, it's starting or it just started, depending on when you listen to this. It, but this week, ROH just got a six-month contract with Destination America, both shows on Wednesday night, both contracts end at the same time. What is going on? We could see a lot of cool things on this. We could see TNA wrestlers turning on and showing up on ROH. We see, we could see some pretty good feuds, you know? Heck, I mean, we even may get a TNA versus ROH special. That is if TNA is still on Destination America in six months. I mean, that's the real question. Uh, here's And look, like, is WWE um, cleaning out the indies right now as other shows are about to emerge? Is that, like... What they're trying to do? I mean, they just signed Samoa Joe full-time roster. Full-time main roster contract. Just signed it. I mean, are they intentionally picking up the best names in the indies right before ROH goes live? Right as we're about to take off in this pro wrestling boom? I mean, you would never think it. It's so subtle. But look at the picture. WWE just got Samoa Joe Kevin Steen, they tried to get the Briscoe brothers, who are not only two of the top stars of ROH, one of them is the ROH champion. They tried to pick up the ROH champion three weeks before ROH goes to Destination America. You think that's a coincidence? No way. No way. Heck, now there's rumors that WWE is interested in AJ Styles? Really? Now? Now you're interested in AJ Styles? He's 38 years old. He's almost 40. Now you're interested in him? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge fan of AJ Styles, all right? I, AJ is literally phenomenal. I wonder... Uh, I wonder if any of this has to do with WrestleMania 32 and them trying to fill over 100,000 seats. Or maybe it's for ratings. There are so many pro wrestling fans that don't watch WWE. Or at least like they pretend they don't, you know, but then they're on Twitter like, fuck this. I can't believe that happened. I thought you didn't watch. I don't watch. Fuck them. And then that match was stupid. How do you know? I, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't watch. I just assume. Alright, so, I mean, it's weird because there are people who only watch WWE. And that's it. They're pro wrestling fans. They love pro wrestling. They love WWE. But that's all they watch. And then there are people who watch everything pro wrestling except WWE. 
But uh, of course there are people who watch anything pro wrestling, which is where I fall. I love pro wrestling. I love anything pro wrestling. I, I, uh, I think WWE knows that there are a lot of people who love pro wrestling and watch pro wrestling but don't watch WWE. And a lot of those people are fans of Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. And I promise you, there are still people out there who will never forgive and will forever hate WWE for taking away El Generico. I think we'll see El Generico again, and it will be in WWE. Uh, just wait till Sami Zayn has had a good run in WWE for a bit, and I think we'll see El Generico show up, and he can run him the same way like a Blue Blazer, you know, uh, or Mick Foley did Dude Love. It'll happen because it's it's silly. People love it, and WWE loves silly. All right, uh, think about this. All right, think about this. The fan who only watches WWE, the fan who only watches WWE, has no idea. Not only what they're missing, but how much of it they are missing. Because there is so much pro wrestling in the world. And it's okay to have a favorite. It is. It's okay to have a favorite. And this goes for people who never watch WWE too, all right? Although I can understand where some of those people are coming from a little bit. Uh, I'm not that way at all. I grew up with WWF in the 80s. They were like superheroes and pro wrestling was real. All right. Um, WCW as a kid uh, was second to me for sure, but I would watch it. I had friends even in the mid 80s and fifth grade who even when they watched WCW would never watch WWF. Like they would, they would watch fifth grade. He's like, I watch WCW, not WWF. All right. I watched WCW from time to time then, you know, but I always watch WWF. But the most important thing is, I watched other shows too. As well, I think you uh, all should too. I, I, I think you all should, like if, hey, if you have never watched ROH, go watch it. Go watch it. If you've never seen a PWG, PWG go buy a DVD. Watch it. If you haven't watched WWE in years, you're missing out, man. You're missing, because there's a lot of fun. I know there's a lot of stuff that you just got to bite your tongue through. You get the mega, pa the mega powers run, stuff like that. I get it. I get it, all right? But go give it another chance, because it's been a lot of fun. It's been a, and it's a lot of, especially with NXT and the people coming from NXT. It's a lot of fun, all right? Uh, be, be, because both worlds have become one now and it's just one world of pro wrestling and it's huge this is such a great time to be a fan wwe has the best roster they've ever had in their lives almost i mean there is literally a, a pro wrestling war going on on destination america between a falling tna and a rising roh there's a lucha there's triple a there's new japan there's House of Hardcores, there's Pedo, I mean, and then there's in every city. This is such a good time. You have podcasts to get you from week to week. You have the network with anything you'd ever want to watch from them for $9.99.
a falling TNA and a rising Ring of Honor. And that's the way it's going to go. All right. It's the way it's going to go. It's going to be a falling TNA and a rising ROH. That's just the way it's going to go. That's just the way it is. All right. And if for no other reason, if for no other reason, excluding business, excluding production level, excluding budgets, if for no other reason alone that ROH uh, will win the war is because of their roster. I mean, people have been disappointed with TNA for too long. And it just really doesn't stop. It, I mean, they're trying now, but it's not. Like, ROH just showed up like a knight in shining armor with a giant shiny gold Ring of Honor logo. That logo alone is enough to get you excited about Ring of Honor going to Destination America. Hey, and if by some chance Ring of Honor influences TNA to step their game up, then that's even better for pro wrestling and for the fans. Because then ROH didn't win. TNA didn't win. The fans win. The fans get two back-to-back shows on Destination America on Wednesday night and can then go back and watch a pre-recorded NXT on the network. Why? Because it's on demand. Three shows, one night, one Wednesday night. Wednesdays just became the new Monday for professional wrestling fans. I'm going to say that again. Wednesday night just became the new Monday for professional wrestling fans. You're not just getting one WWE who's putting on a three-hour Raw with half full of filler and no finishes building to a new pay-per-view every two weeks. That's not what you're going to get on Wednesday night out of Ring of Honor, out of NXT, out of TNA. What you're getting on a Wednesday night is three shows with great rosters putting on their A-game week after week. Wednesday nights just became the new Monday. Hey, and I record on Tuesdays, all right? I record on Tuesdays. I know, I know these shows have happened. I know we've seen Ring of Honor. I know we saw TNA. I know it's all out there. But, hey, I'm recording on Tuesday. It's all I can do. However, I do want to start. Uh, I'm going to be starting. How about that? I don't I don't want to. I'm going to. I will be starting. I don't know if it's going to. I doubt it'll be this week. But I will be starting a second show weekly covering Wednesday Night Wrestling. How about that? How about that? The Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast presents the Wednesday Night Wrestling. That sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah. Covering NXT, TNA, maybe, and Ring of Honor. Definitely. Absolutely. Ah. Oh, like, so uh, I didn't tell you about my tweet. I had a tweet I was so excited about the Steve Austin uh, at the uh, the Steve Austin podcast and him losing his head. I forgot to tell you about my tweet to Robbie E. Right, um, Robbie E. tweeted 
uh, on Twitter last week. I had a funny to Zach Ryder this week. Robbie E. tweeted. He said, can't wait for the best roster in pro wrestling to move to a new night this Wednesday. And so I re- replied at Robbie E. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Can't wait to see ROH on Destination America. Ah, ha! There was only three other comments on there. One was a reference to me going, ouch. Another one was a dude with an ROH slam, and then there was one dude going, oh, yeah, I totally agree, Robbie. I use the same hair product as you. My hair's straight up in a spike, and I just just can't wait to see you on your new Wednesday night with the rest of your TNA fan. Okay, so, uh, all right. So that was my tweet. All right. So Stardust is going. Uh, so Stardust is getting in a feud with Stephen Amell, huh? Is that that's going to happen? Stardust. They're building Stardust in a match with Stephen Amell, who is the Green Arrow on the CW. Uh, I believe that's the CW. He plays the Green Arrow. He's an actor who plays the DC comic Green Arrow on the CW, and this is what they're pushing. This has been signed. Okay, Stardust versus Stephen Amell. At SummerSlam, what they're trying to figure out now, this is what they're trying to figure out now, is if they should have the match be Stardust versus Stephen Amell, the actor, or Stardust versus the Green Arrow. All right. Okay. All right. Yep. mm -hmm. They're trying to decide if Stardust should fight DC's the Green Arrow, just going to go out on a limb and guess or not. Why? Because he's a DC comic. I mean, it, it sounds cool, but you don't put a DC comic in the ring. You don't put a DC comic character. What are you going to have next? Dean Ambrose versus Lex Luthor? You're going to have Cena versus Superman? Batman versus Brock Lesnar? I mean, these would be fun cartoons. They'd be fun in an animated setting, but not at SummerSlam and not in a wrestling ring. I mean, can you imagine Green Arrow coming out at SummerSlam, dropping from the rafters like the Blue Blazer, except slower? It would, I mean, production intro would be fun. Match is a disaster. If Here's the thing. Listen to me. Please, please listen to me on this. Please. Okay, there is. Okay, not all hope is lost. If you're going to have the match in the ring, you have it with Stephen Amell. There is a way to have Stardust versus the Green Arrow. (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> what? Stardust versus Green Arrow at SummerSlam. There is a way to have that match. Okay? But it's not in the ring. It's not in the ring. Okay, SummerSlam's in New York. All right? So what you do, listen, all right. Now this is coming from your unofficial head of creative. 
Dustin Kaufman, right here at the Yes Talk. Uh, again, thank you for listening. Please subscribe, iTunes, uh, rate, review, share with your friends, tweet at the show at the Yes Talk. All right, Facebook, all of the good stuff. Uh, okay, so this is how you have the Green Arrow versus Stardust. It's in New York. You're not in the ring. You don't have the match in the ring. Okay, you have the match in a warehouse. Somewhere in New York, like a boiler room brawl, but bigger. You don't want to have it in a boiler room. You go get a warehouse. It's New York. It's full of warehouses. And then you have a semi-productive. No, you have a production. It's not pre It's live. It's pre It's It's live, right? You still want it to be live, but it's not in the ring. This way, you can, I mean, with WWE Studios, you'd think this would be a good opportunity for them to show off some of their production. You have a TV character that who's a DC comic book character who you want to battle your weirdo, wacky villain, okay? Well, don't have that in a wrestling ring because the Green Arrow is not a wrestler. The Green Arrow shoots bows and arrows. He carries a crossbow and shoots people with arrows. And I'm pretty sure if the Green Arrow shot Stardust, he'd get disqualified. Nobody wants to see the Green Arrow in the ring. Maybe. I mean, I could be wrong, but you have this in a warehouse. You have a TV star, and that way you can get the chase. You can get him falling, uh, rolling down the stairs and falling off of plats. You can have him jumping from this. You can have Arrow with a grappling hook. You can have him shoot a couple arrows and miss. You can have some fun production, but it, you eliminate. Uh, it's like admitting, okay, this is comic book what we're giving you is comic book but it's not in a wrestling ring it's comic book i mean okay like look back at gold dust versus rowdy roddy piper they took their street fight to the street and the match took place and they were hitting each other with cars and trash cans and baseball whatever and but how and you've seen the boiler room brawls they take place in this i mean so it's not like WWE hasn't had a match outside of the ring before. And you can have this match carry throughout SummerSlam over a few segments. You start off, you go there. Green Arrow's hunting Stardust. He's looking for Stardust. He doesn't, you come back maybe after the next match and Stardust is hiding. He's hiding from, he's hiding, right? But then he comes and he attacks the Green Arrow from behind. Oh, the fun has started. They beat the hell out of each other for a while. You know, Stardust goes and hides again. And then you come back again. Arrow, once again, looking for him. This time, Arrow finds him. They fight for another five minutes. They beat the hell out of each other. There's metal clanging. You're in a warehouse. People fall off platforms. People jump. Somebody gets shot with an arrow. Sure, Stardust might have to just take the bump, take the arrow. He might have to die for the match. But if you want to have the match with the green arrow, it's just the price you're going to pay for the match. And that's the magic of Hollywood. So there, you're welcome. The unofficial head of creative for WWE, Dustin Kaufman. If you're going to have Stardust versus Green Arrow, have it in a, in a warehouse. Have it a big production. Have it be fun. 
Show off your studios. Work with the CW. Like, have, have it be fun. I would be okay with watching Stardust versus the Green Arrow. I would. I would. I would. I would be okay with that. My 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 son's name is Oliver. I would be okay with that. Like, but not in a ring. I, I mean, I'll watch it. Don't give me. I will watch it. I will. I will watch it. If you, if that's what you play, I'm going to watch it because I'm going to watch SummerSlam and I'm not going to walk away. I'm not going to walk away from Green Arrow versus, but to do it right. And I could be wrong, but it's a, and it's a risk, but man, you could really have a lot of fun or Hey, you know what? Pre-record it. Why don't you here? Let me take that a step pre-record a nice long five maybe even seven minutes a seven minute chase like them of fighting and chasing and have it pre-recorded big production you can go as crazy as you want but then have them lead in to the ring and then into the arena and then have the match start like towards the end maybe have the match finish in the uh, i don't i don't know it's kind of corny it's kind of a corny thing. You better just keep it out of the ring. Oh, but I will watch it. All right. Um, okay. Uh, it's now time for the gimmick change of the week. Uh, every week I take somebody who I feel is in desperate need of a gimmick change, and uh, I just break it down a little bit. Uh, I'm not going to take too much time today. It's kind of a long show as it is, so I'm just going to go over this. Uh, today's victim of the gimmick change of the week is... Tamina, the bodyguard Snuka. That's right. This is uh, Tamina. Again, she's legacy. This is daughter of Jimmy Superfly Snuka, and she almost looks just like him. She's almost got the same size as him. This is a big girl who grew up in the business of professional wrestling. So fatherhood would have you believe. This is a woman who has grown up in the business of professional wrestling, who saw every side of it. Since the time of birth, the daughter of Superfly Jimmy Snuka, she does. She tries to do the splashes, uh, but Tamina, the bodyguard Snuka, I think has played out her course as the bodyguard. Okay, we we've seen Tamina play the bodyguard. Now let's see her play the wrestler, or the Amazon, or the baker. Maybe she could be Tamina the snake charmer. Just no, 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 no. I'm Tamina. Uh, anything. Like, let her grow a little bit. Don't slap her with the stupid snake charmer again. You know what I'm like? Oh, so it's just, it's enough. All right. Again, it's enough. This is somebody who I would like to see get in the ring and go. Tamina, her problem, she, uh, to me, with her performance, Tamina Snuka's problem is a lot of it is with her performance, and it's that she doesn't sell her size. Tamina should be selling herself as a powerhouse if the Divas division. She should not, like, be overselling. She should not be overselling for these girls because, I mean, she's she looks twice as tough as all of them. I'm not going to say twice the size. She's a lady. I don't want to hurt her feelings. She's probably sensitive. She has emotions. But she needs some in-ring work. And I guess that could really be the problem. I mean, they. but it's, it's kind of a disaster. 
to be honest, Tamina's really kind of a disaster right now. I was excited to see her come back, but then you they put her in the ring, and it just was like, it was a lot of botch. It was a lot of botch. Very botchy. Very bo- like, huh, botchy. So, but the bodyguard's done. She's never going to get better if she never gets in the ring. Put her by herself. Let her go. I mean, why? Why? Let's let her go. Wonder Woman. Let her do something. Let her go. I mean, come on. How long did you guys let the great Kali walk around with his stupid freaking hands chop? That dude couldn't wrestle his way out of a box. Hey, come on. And you, Tamina Snuka, you won't let off the bodyguard chain. That's not really fair, guys. All right? I mean, great Kali. Maybe you should just give Tamina a, how about hashtag give Tamina's a chance. All right. All right, moving on. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Raw Recappuccino. That's right. Every week I go over the most caffeinated, bubbly parts of Monday Night Raw. So Roman Reigns fighting for the spot uh, he already had at Money in the Bank. And you know what? Let's be honest. This was predictable from the start of the first match. He comes out, you know, they're going to have him beat Wade Barrett for that spot. He's got to defend. If he wants to ch- his his place and money in the bank, he's got to defeat Wade Barrett. And before Barrett hit the ring, I'm like, all right, how many matches and how many guys is he going to have to fight tonight? Answer, three. First one, Wade Barrett. All right, Wade Barrett. Not, you know, and it was quick. It was just quick. All right, and then Ryback. Oh, God. Okay, let's all right, let's talk about this. Let's go on about this right now. Ryback versus Miz with an interruption by the Big Show. Okay, first, first, why does Ryback have the Intercontinental title? If you are trying to re-legitimize the Intercontinental title, you have failed miserably. All right. Not only was the Elimination Chamber match garbage, you put the belt on Ryback, and now he's entering a feud with Big Show? None of this, not one thing about this helps that title one bit. Not one bit. You th- that, that belt, again, should have been being built. That should be your number two belt going against John Cena, who's done a wonderful job. Look, and I don't compliment John Cena easily, but John Cena has done an amazing job with that U.S. title, just using it to make it fun. He's really turned himself into a heel. John Cena has turned himself into the biggest heel on the roster because every week you see somebody come out that you want to see beat John Cena. Every week it's who's going to be the guy to beat John Cena. And you're cheering for that guy every week to beat John Cena. So Ryback, I'm sorry, is not your fair replacement for Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan handing him the title, passing the belt off at Elimination Chamber did nothing for Ryback. It did nothing for the title. Everything I they must I can't imagine I have no idea what they're trying to do, but it's not working. It's just almost making this title irrelevant because the Intercontinental title should be the second tier title. Okay? Um all right, and um, Kevin Owens last night on Raw 
Kevin Owens, man, what a great promo. It was a great promo. Uh, he's really proving himself on every level, I think. I really think he is. Uh, in the ring, on the mic. I mean, he's going toe-to-toe with C- I mean, and it's believable. It's believable, and that's hard to do. To do. It is hard to sell, you know, I think. It's, it's hard to get people to – it is. That's why you have so few people who actually make it to that top level because not – Everybody has the total package. Not everybody can move and talk and is believable. And Kevin Owens is doing it right now quickly. He's doing it quickly, too. All right, I might add. Um, Setting up the... uh, Setting up... Money in the Bank, a rematch. Again, no title. Um, all right, so that's it was a great first match. Again, if you want full coverage on Cena and Owens, go check out the Elimination Chamber uh, the Elimination Chamber post-show special. Uh, go check that out if you haven't heard it already. All right, Ziggler versus Kofi uh, Kingston, which I like. I like Kofi Kingston, all right? Plus, it's not Ziggler versus Sheamus. Uh, I like Kofi Kingston. Kofi is a guy who delivers. Every big spot they have ever given Kofi Kingston, he has delivered. Every Royal Rumble, every Money in the Bank match, anything. He's, I mean, he's actually in a few good spots right now. Not only is he one-third of the tag team champions, he's in the money in the bank match, which he could win. With the way New Day has been going, he could win that. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see New Day walk away with the briefcase, which would eventually lead to a title shot, but I, I don't know with who, unless this would be hilarious, a hilarious match on Raw with the money in the bank if they just have no plans for it this year. Like, let's say Brock Lesnar gets the title back at Battleground or SummerSlam, and then New Day comes out on Raw, and all three of them try to cash it in at the same time on Lesnar. Then you have Lesnar defending the title against all three members of New Day. And what if they won? What if they won? We have you'd have one third thirds of the WWE Heavyweight Champion. I really hope that does not happen. Here's, but here's some food for thought on the topic. Kofi Kingston is booked in a match with Brock Lesnar in Japan. Not too far from now, all right? Lesnar was going out there to watch an event anyway, so he decided to book a match and make it a business trip so it could be a tax write-off, okay? So you already have Kofi in a match with Brock Lesnar in Japan. Like, so, I mean, it's that's it's just, it, 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 you know, that's who they decided to do it. He's in the money in the bank. Lesnar's coming back soon. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, so Ziggler and Kofi turned into uh, Ziggler and the primetime players versus New Day. Um, and my God, is Titus O'Neil on fire? He was incredible in the Elimination Chamber match. All right. He looked incredible on Raw. Uh, congratulations. And now that, you know, if you haven't uh, seen SmackDown yet, uh, plug your ears for one second. Congrats. Congratulations to uh, the primetime players. For now, uh, being in the tag team championship match at the upcoming Money in the Bank. I'm excited to see it, man. Titus, I mean, primetime players in general. Even Darren Young is looking great. The team is looking great. But Titus O'Neil is a beast, and he is selling it. He's selling himself as a, a beast. 
And the fans are loving it. The fans love it. Love it. Um, all right. Uh, Reigns, then here comes Reigns again. Reigns versus Mark Henry, which, you know, no, Mark Henry's mad and a heel now. I mean, it doesn't, Henry doesn't need a heel change. He doesn't need a face change. He just, he just needs to stop. Like, how horrible, how disappointed were you when Mark Henry walked out to fill in for the spot for Rusev? Because he was a face at the time, man. You had too many faces in that chamber match. And same with this money in the bank. There's too many faces in it. Um, all right, so Reigns Henry, uh, again, Reigns beat Mark Henry, and then Mark Henry got mad. And burr, 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 burr. All right, Paige versus Bella for the title. Oh, I was so hoping tonight would have been the night. I was so hoping that Monday would have been the day that Paige got the belt off of uh, Bella. I mean, it's just been long enough. It's been long enough. There is so much talent in, amongst the women in WWE, and they just keep that thing on on Nikki Bella. Man, they're just holding it there. Then we get the Twin Magic. Oh, the Twin Magic was fun. Haven't seen that uh, for two weeks since the New Day. Oh, what? All right. So, and the heel change again, especially so quick uh, from both of them. I mean, maybe it, it, to me, it tells me that we might be seeing a Charlotte come up soon. So we can see a Charlotte versus Nikki because Charlotte's going to be over as hell. When Charlotte steps out, when that when she makes her debut, when she comes out of that curtain, when Charlotte hits that main roster, she is going to be so well received. And so maybe they're repositioning the Bellas back in a position where uh, Charlotte can, can can come in, or where Brie can turn on Nikki, and then we can have another Bella feud for the next three months. Doesn't that sound fun, everybody? All right, Randy Orton versus Sheamus, blah blah blah. Or Orton and Sheamus, if you remember, were the two guys who suffered the most right after CM Punk quit. In fact, at, at that time, Sheamus was a face, Orton was a heel, and neither one of them stood a chance against the audience. They would have matches often, but every time they were in the ring, it was CM. Punk chance, Randy Savage chance, JBL chance. And they got it almost worse than anybody. It was something about their characters at the time. They just grown stale. Uh but you know, I, last night they're they're different. I knew I like Sheamus now. I like I really like what he's doing. I think he probably should have won the chamber given the situation. I, I think anybody else minus Zack Ryder should have won the chamber. Um could have done more for that title. So I mean, let, I mean, let's be honest. Our truth does just as much as Ryback does, maybe more. These people laugh. I, all right, so Bo Dallas versus Neville, man. This, w all right. I, I'm actually really passionate about this. Bo Dallas versus Adrian Neville. Okay, um, and this is this is actually why I'm why I'm upset. Uh, I was really hoping we would get to see Bo Dallas shine in a feud with Adrian Neville. And maybe they're setting it up for Bo Dallas, for a Bo Dallas explosion. Like, it seems like the feud ran its course really quick. The way Neville has gone over on Bo two nights in a row. Uh, but Bo was a lot angrier on Raw than he was at Elimination Chamber. He came out on Raw. He lost. I mean, it was not a great match at Chamber. The, the steam wasn't there. I mean, they were the cool-off match, you know, so after Cena and Owens. So they did what they could, but 
<clears throat> it's not the match I wanted. It's not the Bo Dallas that I was hoping to see. You know, so Bo Dallas lost at Chamber. Then he comes out mad at Raw. He says, I tried to help you. Now I just want to hurt you. And he throws the mic down. There's no belief. He's just mad. He wants to hurt him, but he didn't. And the match ended quick. So either this has ran its course or we are going to see Bo Dallas come back meaner, angrier, and darker every time he loses until he beats the hell out of Neville. But it can't continue. It can't continue like this. Okay? I can't continue watching Neville and Bo Dallas in these quick jobber matches. For one, how many times can we watch Neville beat Bo Dallas in five minutes or less? And two, it's really disappointing that these are the matches we're being given out of these two. Out of Neville and Dallas. Out of Adrian Neville and Bo Dallas. These are the matches that they're putting on display. Go back to NXT. These two can and have had some great matches. When Bo Dallas called out Neville, I got really excited because I thought this could be a good chance for Bo Dallas to break out a little, to get some light, to shine, to have some good matches. But that's not what it looks like at all. That's not, it doesn't look like that's WWE's plan at all. Unless it goes in the direction we were just talking about, uh, then this is just a little sad to me. Um, so. And then uh, Reigns versus Wyatt. Oh, man. I I would have liked to see Bray Wyatt win. Uh, again, I think that uh, Money in the Bank match needs an extra heel. I do. Um, but uh, you remember at the Royal Rumble when Bray Wyatt threw his arms in the air and screamed, This is my year. That's what he did. Royal Rumble he said, This is my year. And since... Then he fought Undertaker in a match and Ryback in a match over the course of three months. He's not in any title matches. He's not in Money in the Bank. Is it the less you see him, the better it is theory? Is it the Brock Lesnar theory? I mean... I agree if he's not going to win a title in one of these matches, then don't put him in the match. Keep him away from losing positions like that. Although, based off of the Intercontinental title elimination chamber match, Bray Wyatt wouldn't have hurt it any. And that title would be in a much better place and look way better than it does being worn by Ryback. All right. A feed me more chant is not enough to put the intercontinental title where it needs to be, to elevate the intercontinental title to the level that it needs to be elevated to. That IC belt is supposed to be the second tier title, and it's just not right now. Put that belt on Bray Wyatt. Boy, that belt means something now, and good luck getting it off of him. I, uh, I wonder sometimes if WWE is trying to preserve Bray Wyatt, right? Not only in a way so he, you don't get burned out on him, but in a way where he will have a 15-year career with him. I mean, he is the new face of fear. A character like Bray Wyatt doesn't come around very often, maybe as often as The Undertaker. So when you get somebody like Bray Wyatt, 
who is still in their 20s, only has four or five years in the ring, and was trained by WWE. They have trained him exactly how they want him to be. And with his style, he can have a long career. He's creepy enough and skilled enough in the ring without having to risk serious injuries as much as some faster, more high-flying guys. He's exactly what they want him to be. And quite frankly, Bray Wyatt is exactly what the fans want him to be. Bray Wyatt is over. Bray Wyatt is over. He's just not getting uh, used a lot right now. I would expect to see something fun out of Bray Wyatt really soon. I mean, something different. Maybe it has to do with the family. I don't know. But somebody as creative as Wyatt isn't going to peak with Ryback after a WrestleMania match with The Undertaker. I'd like to see Wyatt come take the belt from Ryback, actually. All right, forget this feud with Big Show and Ryback. You know what? Let Ryback have that feud with Big Show. They're perfect for each other. Two almost irrelevant mid-card guys. At least Big Show is the Big Show. And so, I mean, he has his natural size, and he's the Big Show. Hey, who hasn't liked the Big Show at one point in their professional wrestling fan career? All right? So, yes, Ryback and Big Show should have this feud. Just not with the intercontinental title. Neither one of these guys should be anywhere near the title match. Unless, here's a thought, is the authority trying to collect all the gold? Maybe the authority wants to add gold to their, to their lineup. And if that's the case, could we see uh, an authority tag team come in and take those belts too? I don't think it's going to be Kane and Big Show again. I don't think we're going to get that tag team. I mean, those guys at one point were one of the best tag teams in WWE. Those guys were a fun tag team to watch. Kane and Big Show were an awesome, awesome tag team. Go back and watch some of those matches. Those guys were incredible together. So Dean Ambrose... Uh, Dean Ambrose showed up at the end of Monday Night Raw, still at the belt. They all beat each other up and, you know, that was it. Show was over. Then you went to watch Stone Cold, his head explode. So, I mean, that's just, you know. His head's gonna no, no, Steve. Oh, Steve. Oh. Austin, his head exploded. Oh no. Um, all right, money in the bank, everybody. Again, prime time players versus new day for the title. All right, you know what? How I want to go over this. Let me talk about this for a second. All right, money in the bank. How uh awesome has it been for WWE lately? I mean, you had payback, and then two weeks later, the elimination chamber, then two weeks later, you have money in the bank. I mean, it's so much. It's so constant. It's like, oh, man, it's a special event after special event after special event. But how good have these events been? I mean, we've had good spots in them. There's been some good matches. But overall, I mean, come on. That I mean, there is, I guess, more, the majority, I'm just happy they're there. But payback on paper, these things on paper have been phenomenal. Payback 
on paper, minus Ryback as a Bray Wyatt opponent. Payback on paper was incredible. Incredible. Though that was a that was a almost really good booked show. That was almost really well booked. Like almost really well. It was pretty some of those matches on paper were incredible, but as a whole it was almost really well booked. Um, same with Elimination Chamber. The idea again, uh, I talk about it in the Elimination Chamber post show special. You check that out. But those Elimination Chamber matches were totally outshined by Cena versus Owens and Ambrose versus Rollins. They should have left Ambrose. If if you're not putting the belt on Dean Ambrose at Elimination Chamber, then don't even bother having the match. I mean, okay, it's gonna set up to payback, but you didn't have to have that. To that could have been done on Raw. What you did at Elimination Chamber could have been done on Raw. And it usually is done on Raw. Okay? So, and because what it did is it really, but looking at what we got from that Intercontinental title match at Elimination Chamber, I'm, they, right, they could have just had Cena versus Owens go last. That would have been a wonderful main event for that card. A non-title, champion versus champion, Kevin Owens, Versus John Cena. How is that not a main event a anywhere on any show? How is that not a main event? Especially for a network special. Because then you only have one match competing. Neither one your tag team championship chamber match and your intercontinental title chamber match at the elimination chamber. And neither one of them can be considered the main event. Or the co-main event. Or the best match of the night. Or the second best match of the night. Or the most memorable. Or the second most memorable. It. So, in my opinion, Ambrose and Rollins should have been handled on Raw. And Cena and Owens should have headlined. And then, you know, and they should have booked that IC title chamber match differently. It really turned into a big cluster cluck. It really did. It turned into a big cluster cluck. All right. I hope Money in the Bank, it looks like a better lineup. It looks like a good, again, on paper, it's looking pretty awesome. It's looking pretty awesome. It is. Money in the Bank on paper is looking pretty awesome. Uh, Primetime players versus New Day for the tag team titles. Again, Titus O'Neil is looking pretty incredible right now. Uh, uh, so if that's primetime versus New Day, and then we have Kofi Kingston in the Money in the Bank match, well, that leads me to think that we're actually going to get Darren Young and Titus O'Neil versus Big E and Xavier Woods. So is that it? Did WWE just decide who the two, that the only two of them would carry that belt? Or is Kofi Kingston going to pull, uh, you know, double duty or one and a third? One and a third duty. I mean, he can go stand out at ringside, right? Even if he's not wrestling. Or he could wrestle. And then there's no disqualification in the ladder match for the money in the bank. So don't be surprised to see uh, Big E and to see Xavier Woods come down to assist their Kofi Kingston in that money in the bank match. So... Uh, so, all right, primetime players versus New Day. That should be a fun match. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, I hope the crowd's into that. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. There's a lot of talent. 
There's a lot of talent. I really I want to see Xavier Woods start working more. I'm a big fan. Um, Cena versus Owens two again non title. This is non title. Uh, I mean the rematch is happening so quick. Um, I don't know if they should have done it so quick. Um, I don't know what if. I mean, this one makes me think that we're probably not going to get a clean finish. We're probably just not. I mean, or or is Kevin Owens going to beat Cena twice in a row clean? Or is this going to be a Samoa Joe? I mean, this we could see this the debut of Samoa Joe. If we don't see him beforehand, we could see the debut of Samoa Joe at the end of that Cena versus Owens 2. All right. Um, I'll have all my predictions next week. Ambrose versus Rollins in a ladder match. Hey, you know what? Might as well. It's money in the bank. We're already going to have a ladder match, which I think is a cool way to do it because people were like, oh, are they going to have a mid-card ladder match? Are they going to have money in the bank for the IC title? Which wouldn't be a horrible idea, but, you know. Um, are we going to have Ryback versus Big Show for an intercontinental title match? Is that really going to happen? Are they, is that real? Am, are we being swerved? Are we being swerved? Come on. Where's Ziggler? Where's Ziggler? Are we being swerved? Ryback versus Big Show for the Intercontinental title. It's a, hey, guess what? You're on WWE's newest prank show swerved we've been swerved all right so um oh i don't know why that's gonna happen ambrose and rollins every time it's magic it is magic every time ambrose and rollins get in the ring i am really looking forward to that and the money in the bank match roman reigns dolph ziggler kofi kingston randy orton sheamus and neville again this is you know what you you look at this and you think like okay these are good guys but it's not balanced in your heel to face for WWE. It's not like Roman Reigns. He's not a heel. Okay. Despite what anybody says, Roman Reigns is the last thing from, from a heel right now. Dolph Ziggler way over, way over Kofi Kingston. Like, here's the thing about Kofi, what Kofi Kingston, he's a heel going into that match. But once that match starts, that crowd's going to get behind Kofi Kingston. Even if it's not for a victory, it's for his, it's for what he's going to do. It's for what he's going to deliver for the moves. We're going to see out of them. Kofi Kingston delivers. These are he delivers. He delivers in ladder matches. He delivers in Royal at the Rumble. He delivers any what in whatever position they need him to. I want so and then Randy Orton face Randy Orton big face. Also Randy Orton is the most over dramatic person to be in a ladder match ever. The most dramatic person in a ladder match ever. Randy Orton climbing. That ladder, oh God! It, <laughs> how do you not laugh at that? It is so like, all right, dude. First off, I think you're almost the size of the ladder. How long does it take you to get up that thing? All right, like just come on. All right, Sheamus heel. Sheamus is a heel for sure, definitely heel. People could get behind Sheamus as some for some good power moves. We could see some O's. We could see some, like if if Sheamus takes a good bump. And then it, you know, he'll, there'll be a good applause for sure in that match. Um, and Neville, who's, <laughs> you don't get more over. I mean, you, I mean, Neville is over right now. 
Ain't never. So you have Roman Reigns face Dolph Ziggler face Kofi Kingston going in heel will be a face during the match. Randy Orton face Sheamus heel. Now you essentially have one and a half heels in this match for the Intercontinental title ladder match. And I think at Elimination Chamber, we showed that to be awkward. Because when, when Sheamus was locking himself in the pod, and then you had four faces standing there staring at each other for like two minutes. Two whole minutes of just standing there. People were booing. They were booing them. It was terrible. Um, this, But regardless, there's a lot of talent. I don't know what we're going to see how you know i'm sure we'll see an rko off a ladder from randy orton sheamus is going to throw the ladder around i'm really looking forward to seeing neville kofi is going to really deliver roman reigns is going to be a powerhouse in there um and Dolph ziggler we'll probably see some nice moves off of ziggler too this is this could be a really fun again on paper it's looking pretty good this inner this uh did I call this an intercontinental? No, I'm sorry if I called this the intercontinental the the money in the bank ladder match for the heavyweight title. I mean it does it looks a lot better than the intercontinental chamber match did. Um it's for sure. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh that's it. That's our show. Uh full predictions next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. Please go to iTunes again. Subscribe to the Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast on iTunes. Help me move up those charts. Uh five stars, kind words, they go a long way. Follow the Yes Talk. Uh, at the Yes Talk on Twitter and the Yes Talk on Facebook as well. Uh, it's pretty easy to find us. All right, uh, man, thank you guys for listening. I love you, and I love pro wrestling. I'll talk to you next week.